Ugh, I love this movie. I haven't seen it. You haven't seen this movie? <laughs> Back to So I Married a Cinephile. I'm Ben Farmer. And I'm Megan Carver. And we've never started a We've podcast never done that before. Way. I was like, that'll be a good idea. I like that. You know? We should keep that. Yeah. We also have a special visitor with us today. We do. I, uh, I know I told you guys that Rocket would not be joining us, but maybe you can hear me drinking <laughs> his water. But Rocket's in the studio with Rocket's us. Rocket's in the studio with Yay. us. Anchor has been very nice and said that we can bring him with us. So It's been a long day for mom, so... It has. Uh, and a long day for Bud, too, so we didn't want to keep him kenneled up for too long. It's like technically, like John said, the uh, Anchor, our, our friend here, Anchor, he's like, it's technically been a short week, but it feels like a really very long, long, short week, and I don't think it's just us. I no. feel like most people are just having a week. Almost everybody who came into Row House today was just like, Ugh. <laughs> Fuck my life. Why am I? <laughs> oh, God, I have to row. Jesus. <laughs> oh, Fuck. All right, it's Friday, right? It was only a four-day work week, but... Uh, you know, like, it, everyone just had that look on their face, like, I want to kind of put a gut in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Or I wish summer was just a little bit longer. It's like, or I'm not sure Montauk, if I need or, another four shots of espresso or vodka. Like, or short, I don't know. Four shots of... I need something. Uh, I need something more. So, at any rate. any rate. How was your week? It was long, like right. everyone else's. Um, again, like, just a lot of really great transitions at work, but... Uh, a lot of demand, a lot of stuff shuffling around and things happening, all good things. Yeah. But it makes you feel a little a little stretched thin mm -hmm. after five days of it. So I worked on Monday. Um so I feel like I can Yeah, I did got, too. Like know, we yeah. both worked on Monday. Like so it's maybe a normal we, week for us. Right. Maybe we weren't able to enjoy the holiday as uh, you know, other people with normal jobs. Um but uh life's good. We got new headshots yeah, taken this both week. Of us. Actually, we and this was love. our New York anniversary as well. Yes, we just celebrated three years on Tuesday. So mm -hmm. and, and we got our headshots done the same day. So that was a nice way to celebrate. Which also too, if you're in New York and you are looking to get new headshots done, we highly recommend Rex, Rex Lott, Lott Photography. You he can is find out him on in Brooklyn. Instagram, yes. Facebook. on Facebook. Um, he's wonderful. And yes. I hate getting headshots done. Let me take a selfie. I hate them. I I'm hate the way I look in pictures and on film, like, period. I don't know any actors. Like, that's why we're not models, is because right. we hate having our pictures taken. <laughs> right. And it's like they make it so easy yeah and they not only you have rex coaching you to like okay tip your chin down a little bit and you turn this way mm -hmm. but then his partner sean is also like okay i want you to think about this it's a really great sort of left brain right brain operation exactly and that rex is the technical side how it looks um he gives you great coaching for the shot itself for the lens but sean is on the emotional side yeah. to sort of speak to the creativity part of the actor. Right, which you know? I think helps a lot because then so. it gives I your really... motion and your looks intention. And this is our, this was our second time shooting yeah. with him. Although he... they're vastly different shots, I think. Very much so. Well, we're vastly different 
because of three years. And they are too. Yeah. They've learned an awful lot. Yeah. But so yeah. that was a lot of fun. That was um, a great time. Yeah. Just work and again, wife and pup are happy and healthy. Well, I'm technically healthy. <laughs> quote unquote. I'm so pissed Did off. Did you want to talk I'm about so your doctor's visit Yeah. Today? Why not? Like why the fuck not? Uh, Megan uh, has high cholesterol. Guys. I have high cholesterol and it sucks because I work out like I work out on a regular basis. Yeah. I eat pretty healthy. I don't go like to McDonald's on a consistent basis. That or anything. being said, we watched this movie while digging into Domino's pizza. Okay. We don't need to talk about that. It part. was a long day. It was a long ass <laughs> day. And you're like, SAG is paying my SAG check. Is I got residuals from, from the screen actors guild. So I'm like, Hey, you guys just paid for dinner. Thank you. Right. I'm but like, I didn't want you to come home and like have to cook. Cause it was a long day yesterday on. too. I drove all the way up. I rented a car and drove up to white plains yep. to do an audition. Mm -hmm. Oh, there it is. What? I was talking in a different part of the microphone. Oh. I feel like I'm louder here. I don't oh. know. Anyways, so yeah, I drove all the way up to White Plains for an audition. Mm. And then on my way back, I got caught in this terrible thunderstorm. And then I had to drop off the car and take the train. All of the trains were messed up. MTA just has it out for everyone this week. Everybody stay calm. What's, What's the procedure, stay everyone? Calm. What's the procedure? Stay no one is I safe. listened to, because I'm a good person, I listened to a podcast. Subscribe to Pod Save America if you give a damn about this country and where we're headed. Um, but they were talking to uh, Cynthia Nixon, who mm -hmm. is in the running to become New York's next governor. Mm -hmm. Yes, I can check that off my list of things to do. Um, anyway, she brought up the MTA a lot and how the MTA has pretty much my eyes eroded. Just got really wide. Eroded under Cuomo and is it Cuomo that she's running it? Anyway, I, I forget names, but uh, she has a really good plan to fix the MTA. And she brought up a lot of really good points about how 27 million has been billion, excuse me, has been lost in New York revenue. But oh, yeah. how the MTA has eroded because they keep cutting costs on infrastructure. And you see that especially in the summertime. Yeah. Like I've had a bike for the last month and a half. It's been my saving grace. I don't have to deal with the trains because it is fucking horrible. Right. The MTA is awful. Yep. I'm not blaming the employees. No, but I've been I'm late to everything the government. this week. I've been late yeah. to everything, everything this week, including my doctor's appointment. Yeah. Okay. She's like, so do you work out? I'm like, yes. She's like, okay, what about cardio? That, yes. Like that's all I She's do. She's like, okay, how about red meat? Do you eat a lot of red meat? <gasps> bacon. I'm like, turkey bacon. <laughs> But she's like, okay, how about carbs? And I just went, <sighs> she knows. <laughs> she Shit. knows. She knows my secret. Just pinned you. And then I just, I'm like, yeah, I eat a lot of carbs. So it's carbs and I need to do more cardio. Mm -hmm. And I texted my mom and my dad and they're both like, yep. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> I have uh, substance abuse and sex addicts in my family. I mean, so, it's, I mean, it's practically the same thing. Right. Mine is depression, anxiety. We just use our red meat. Allergies. The, right. We just use our red meat in different ways. Cholesterol. Cholesterol. <laughs> you can't escape your genetics, guys. You like can't. it's just This is why we don't want kids. Right. Because our kid would be a fucking <laughs> a sex fat ridden asshole. depressed. <laughs> Like Burger King employee that this that is this is the all next, the Burger King. Our child would sing like an angel, but would be the next Zodiac killer. Exactly. There is no way. Like he's on his own path. Yeah. What do you do? What do you do? Uh, Anyways. God. Speaking Anyways. of, fl no. You can do it. I believe in you. I don't. I didn't even have anything ready. Zodiac killer. Not okay. Speaking Wait, just, of horrors beyond belief. There you go. See. This week. We watched The, the Birds. Birds. By Alfred Hitchcock. 
Uh, Megan's first viewing, I haven't seen this movie since I was a teenager. Oh, really? So there was a lot of really great memories and sort of reliving uh, the movie. It terrified the shit out of me as a child because I'm totally like, oh, that's scary. That. Birds coming after you. I can totally understand um, that. Because I have those in my neighborhood. Because your sister Andrea said that she watched it when she was like 14 yeah. and she was like, yeah, birds are terrifying yeah, to me birds now. Are, I right. don't blame her. It's sort of like arachnophobia puts a permanent fear of spiders in you. So not Hitchcock's best movie. It's not. But at the same time, it's like there are some effects that are really well done, yeah. especially a for the time and B for the constraint of what was available. Yeah, because this was sixty three, I was think. Really? Yeah, nineteen sixty three. Those uh, were the days. Yeah. Plot as per IMDB. A wealthy San Francisco socialite, say that three times fast, pursues a potential boyfriend to a small northern California town that slowly takes a turn for the bizarre when birds of all kinds suddenly begin to attack people. The, the wrath of Caw. Boo. <laughs> That's that should have been the name of the sequel, but it was taught it was called like Land's Ending or something like that. Is like, it really? The Birds 2, The Wrath of Ka. Oh my god. That's just clever fucking marketing right there. All right, talk about the cast and things. Uh cast and crew uh, includes Rod Taylor, uh Tippy Hedren in her film debut. Tippy Long Stockin'. No, not that one. Jessica Tandy, uh Suzanne Plachette, Veronica Cartwright at 13 years old. Veronica Cartwright uh is in the film alien and she plays lambert and i had no idea she was the same person but she's been acting since uh since she was a kid i haven't seen apparently. alien okay are you serious <laughs> yes ben i've told you this no ben you, yes i have watched alien with we, you in the house this has literally happened oh my god two or three times before specifically for this movie <laughs> alien i say i haven't watched alien you go what <laughs> and i go this is why we have a podcast. It's so upsetting that I just keep like you're willingly just forgetting it out. It. Like, you're no, like, I can't. I, just, I can't. I can't handle that. I can't do it. I can't it, handle so that. I'm just I can't process that. Put right it in now. a little box. Right. Close it. I'm gonna push it down. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, that's one for the list. Uh, yeah. Uh, directed clearly by Alfred Hitchcock. Uh, Shows up like 40 seconds into the movie. It's actually that. based on a story by Daphne de Maurier. Sure. Daphne DeMarier. Great. Uh, screenplay was by Evan Hunter. Yeah. And it's, it, as far as the premise is concerned, <laughs> it, it sounds like a simple premise, but I think the movie makes it a little convoluted in the sense yeah. that, like, you have this, this uh, San Francisco socialite played by Tippi Hedren, uh -huh. who, <laughs> who is known apparently for, like, being a prankster, and she goes into this, why the fuck does she go into the pet store to begin with? Do you remember? I don't uh, remember. She that was part. getting. She was specifically getting a bird. Right. She was getting. She was there to love pick up. Bird. No, no, no. No. It's for herself or for her boss or somebody. She's okay. getting a bird for somebody other than Mitchell. Mitchell. Right. Rod Taylor, who looks like Robin Williams. Right. A lot like Robin Williams. Yeah. Like actually. Robin Williams' like father. It's a right. little. Yeah. Right. Oh, we got birds. Oh, birds flying at us. Oh. <laughs> I will say, but so before she walks into the pet store, the the movie just started off on a sour note for me to begin with, because you have her, you have her crossing the street in what is clearly San Francisco. Yeah. They're on location. Yeah. And then once she gets in front of the store, they they clearly go into the studio setting. So the exterior of the pet store. Oh, it's now really shooting obvious. The set on like the universal set. Yeah. And the reason is, is because Hitchcock hated shooting on location. So he only wanted to get, he wanted to be there for the least amount of time as possible, get her walking across the street. And then she steps into the next shot and she's on a set. Like it's kind of jarring. Really obvious. But 
there's this guy that whistles at her and oh, she just yeah, turns and right. she's like, mm, she smiles. And I'm like, that would not fly today. And it was today. like a 14 year old kid. If <laughs> that. Yeah, that's right. It, it was, was like, like a little paper boy or some shit. It's like, whoo, whoo. And, she's and she's like, like huh? Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh. I gave him his first boner. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Me. <laughs> it was just, I don't know. So the movie kind of started off on a sour note for me, but then I got so lost after like Rod Taylor walked into the bird store so okay. there's this whole back and forth between them. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take over real quick. Okay. So okay. So I just want to say I liked the movie. Oh, you did. I did. You had a great time. I, I think. had. It's because I had such a good time with it. We spent a lot of time making fun of it. Yeah. Well, because we were making fun of it. Because I mean, some of it like does not hold up. Some of not it, really. like especially in the you know day and age that we're in, is like that's clearly not okay. Right. Um, but at the same time, like there were some special effects, some twists in the plot that were really interesting. Interesting, mm. and because of that, I had a lot of fun with the movie. Yeah, yeah. So, like, if it was on, I would, I would stay on. I sure. wouldn't switch to a different oh, channel. Sure. But yeah, like, so they're in the pet store, and mm-hmm. basically, the whole inciting incident that starts this out mm-hmm. is this guy Mitchell. Mitchell. He basically sees this gal go in to the pet store, and he's like, "Oh yeah, that sneaky ass bitch that jumped into a river naked. I'm gonna play a prank on her." No, it was about like her breaking up. A, a glass stained glass window. window or some shit. And he was like the lawyer who prosecuted or something? Something like that. Yeah. He knew her from her being a prankster, Jesus. so he thought he would play a prank on her right. by going into the store and pretending that he thought she was the store owner or right. worked there. This was the basis for Jackass. <laughs> this is the earliest known script of Jackass, actually. This is where Jackass comes from. Right, right. So he's like, hey, uh, could you help me find some lovebirds? It's for my 11-year-old sister. Meanwhile, this guy is like... 40 years old. Right. Good for you, Grandma. Never referenced in the movie or, or talked about at all. Like, so no. she's, yeah, she's either 11, 12, 13, and he's like in his late 30s, yes. probably early 40s. I'm yes. like, wait a second. Yeah. You have a 13-year-old sister? Like, she must have had this child when she was in her late 30s? This is one of those because swingers Jessica parties Tandy- where it's just throw the keys <laughs> into the pool and, and then, you know, you either leave pregnant or with HPV. Like, it's right. not, that's, it just makes it a little uncomfortable because it's never referenced. No. Like they're just like we're just like, supposed yeah, okay. to accept it. Great. Great. Yep. <laughs> he's in his forties and he's got a thirteen year old sister. Moving awesome. on. Moving okay. on. And again, so he recognizes her and then he starts asking all of these, Oh, I'm looking for lovebirds. So he's trying to like essentially play a prank on her. Which is not which, a very good prank. And then she like one ups him in this other prank, which we'll get into. But these pranks are more like Dwight Schrute pranks as opposed to Jim Halpert pranks. Right. They're, they're not, not very clever well planned at all. They're not well executed. No, no they're more like Winston from New from Girl, New Girl trying yeah. to do prank. I'm gonna hit your ass with a ski. So basically what happens is that she figures out he's trying to prank her. She gets kind of pissed, but she's like, I'll get you back. I'm going to buy some lovebirds. And she's also kind of horny. And take them to your your cabin out at Bodega Bay. Right. So she drives all the way from San Francisco to Bodega Bay. With these lovebirds with in the these car. With these birds in the car. Which do what, by When the, the way? car is driving down <laughs> the road as it's going through curves and you're <laughs> like as it's turning, the little lovebirds go. The little birds lean into the turn. It's the most adorable and hilarious. It's so ridiculous it's, it's kind of cute though it is like it's cute, under, like but you could tell like you said you said you're like i'm pretty sure hitchcock thought that was really fucking <laughs> he probably funny. Did. He was like you know what would be funny <laughs> <laughs> 
We put the birds and they lean. That sounds like Michael Caine, like five what? hours into yeah, a binge. With, stuffed with cotton yeah. in his mouth after he got a fall. Uh, so at any rate, that's basically the inciting incident that makes the whole movie happen. Is right. that she's like, okay, I'm going to get you back. I'm going to go bring these birds and I'm going to break into your house, leave them on the table right. and peace out. But leading up to that, you have to remember that, that she got this information out of people who just gave it freely. Right. Like, who is this guy? And they're like, oh, his name is this and he lives at this place and this is the name of his sister. And I'm like, you guys are giving all of this really personal information about this guy. Just his to, social security number. Just is to, right. Just to this random ass woman who's like, I want to surprise his little sister with birds. And they're like, oh, that's totally feasible. And also, this is I something you. that I just have to say. Yeah. And this is something that's so true to that age. Mm-hmm. It's something my grandma would say no. is women would say da 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 and they would end it with, you see. Uh-huh. So she'd be like, well, I'm going off to drop these birds off, you see. You see. And then you had, like, the sort of hick store clerk who's like, well, his name is this, and he's up yonder over over the pet cemetery. <laughs> I don't know. He's pointing yeah. to this, this house so, across the bay, and so she rents a boat. Yeah, no, she doesn't even rent meets, a boat. Meets she Captain Geach and the boat. Shrimp Shack Shooters. She takes and- a boat, and the guy's like, all right, let's get your birds on there. Like, And then right. they just go... She and the birds go to their place across the bay. Right, and and it should be noted that both her driving to Bodega Bay and taking the boat across the bay, the, uh, there's a rear projection. The, it's it's not her right. actually there on location. Right. And so her hair is perfectly quaffed. Oh, yeah. And she's, life, she's going like, like 65 in an be, Aston Martin. No. And with the top down and her hair is just... Perfectly would, in place. That curl would have been up her nose if she was in <laughs> real life. That's kind of what I wanted like, to see. Like it just would have like <laughs> just just fucking Medusa hair just blown her yeah. face. She can't. <laughs> then she shows up and tries to be sexy. It's like Bridget Jones <laughs> right. when she shows up at the. Fits up it. Fits up it. Fits up it. So at any rate, so basically, she chases after this guy, Megan, and then Megan. Penises fix everything. I know. That was the theme of this whole goddamn thing. Birds are scary and listen to the dick. I'd like, like to show that you was that every problem thing. in your life can be solved with my penis. Yeah, right. that's what it was. It's, it's essentially that. Like, except for birds. Except like, for birds, which have the, sort of their own connotations. So and I'm wondering if you the noticed thing, the And this was the only thing that bothered me. Mm-hmm. There was... So the movie ends and there's no explanation as to why these birds got angry all of a sudden, like why they are attacking them. There's no clear explanation. Right. There's even this giant scene with like 12 different people. They might as well have broken into, well, the people it all turned into down, like a no coward play. It was right. like everybody's talking about what birds? Well, it was almost these birds. They, they do this kind of migration pattern. Well, that can't be right. I think it was just like everybody had something to say. It was like an episode of Laugh-In where like someone opens the door and has like, yes. I have something to say about that. And, and they were everyone all just talking about birds. It was this, and that I was, swear to God, this scene went on for about 20 minutes. Yeah. So that was the one thing. It's like they even provided an opportunity for them to talk about why these birds are attacking. There right. was this woman who had studied birds. She could have had some like kind this, of theory. I don't know. Just throw me some kind of bone. You here. have this old ornithologist in, in this old elderly woman who's in this shrimp shack who starts talking about like, oh, that's impossible to have birds wouldn't attack, man. They've been around for 17 million years. Why why pick now? And so I'm like, I want to see a movie about this lady. Right, exactly. Who's like, who's like an she's Indiana Jones type, but she's like 85. Yeah. 
And she's like investigating birds that are like attacking kids. Yes. And she's like, she's like the specialist who shows up on site okay, smoking so, a cigarette. So that was like, the thing is that give me the sitch. So this was just like 10 minutes of what the fuck is happening. Then following right after there's another bird attack, which was the most ridiculous thing Itch. I had ever seen. It we was were like a comedy out of air. Loud. There should have been Benny Hill music playing over the entire thing. Just a gull sweeps down and hits one guy. And then that guy is like all this gasoline filling drop, a gas and another tank. guy drops his cigarette, and then that and makes then everything boom. explode, <laughs> and then... Oh, my but God. But then, no, you and, and you see reaction shots from Tippi Hedren. She's like, over here. I know, it was then like... she's over here. Yeah. She's like, up like, here. Ah, Cut back. Ah, Cut back. Ah, Cut back. It was so... You got people like driving cars that, that have birds flying into them that are veering off the oh, road and but, so that was but ridiculous. there's and that's the thing that along with that along with sort of those like laughable moments you have genuine moments of like terror oh yeah when she's trapped in the phone booth that and seagulls are like slamming into it yes. like trying to break the glass and get at her and when she tries to open the door, like these birds, like try and fly into the phone booth with yeah. her and stuff like that. She's they like swatting them away. Like those birds had to have gotten hurt. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sorry. Like, like there's there no are birds way. that are repeatedly punched and manhandled. Yes. Um, yeah. It's, so yeah. I, I don't know if if uh, <coughs> if the ASPCA was around. Back Peter then? was not around at that no. point. All right. Mm, I All don't right. think so. Um, but uh, but yeah. So again. The plot in and of itself is kind of ridiculous. Yes. The inciting incident to make everything happen is kind of ridiculous. Yes. But at the same time, like you said, there are little little parts of it uh, that of are like really genuine. cool. Yeah. Really, yeah. really well done. Like you've got, like, for example, when she's waiting outside to mm. pick up the 13-year-old girl from school. From which school. She's like, I don't know you people, but apparently I'm going to stay for two nights and go to this girl's birthday party. Right. And as she's waiting outside, there's like slowly like one bird at a time starts yeah. showing up on the jungle gym behind yep. her. Yep. And then all of a sudden she turns around and it's like 20 birds. Yeah. And it's just multiplying. I will say this movie, a lot like many of Hitchcock's films, does a great job at building tension yes really well that's what and that's I like a prime about example when she's sitting on the bench you see one bird there yep cuts back to her goes back to a wide shot and There's 10 birds there now while this is happening all the school kids are singing a sing-song children's song it's actually and i wanted to touch touch base on that it's actually a like an old scottish folk song oh it's about it's it's literally about a man who beats his wife because she can't cook clean or sew are you fucking kidding me? And he has a job. He's called a cooper. And a cooper is someone who makes barrels. Well, I mean, that justifies everything. Yes. If I have met a barrel maker that didn't get his way, that would be a shock. So they were singing an American st version of this old Scottish limerick about a man who beats the crap out of his wife because she can't do anything right. See, this is what's wrong with the school system. They're not learning these really important lessons right. anymore. They, you know, if she can't cook, clean, or sew, guys, you have to... You got to beat her. You got to just beat her into sewing your, your tchotchkes. Darn my socks, you <laughs> motherfucker. So... Like, I can't... So, yeah, but... So that incident was really, really cool. But then 
what happened right afterwards, mm-hmm. which is she goes into the school <laughs> and is like, look outside. There's all these motherfucking birds. They're going to kill us. I have an idea. We have to do something. I know. Children. <laughs> Let's go outside. Get your things. We're going outside. <laughs> I got a bad feeling about this. Why are what? you going outside? I mean, I can Stay see inside. the school The school had giant windows on it. So, and. You couldn't have put up boards? It, it should be said that before. So Jessica Tandy was like, They are oh. women, though. There was no dick there to fix it. Right. Exactly. They had no idea what no, they were they're, doing. They're they have women. no genuine ideas about no. it. <laughs> Their, their head is filled with air and hair. Right. Like that's that's why you can't read books because soon you'll be getting ideas and thinking, come on. Be so careful. It should be said that Jessica Tandy, who plays Rod Taylor's mother, who is like this domineering sort of She old, was so weird. Yeah, she was a little I did odd. not get uh, Jessica that. Tandy of Driving Miss Daisy fame. Uh, many of you may know her from that film. Um, she, before then, <sighs> and just like that, Ben's dreams died a little that day. <laughs> Because Morgan Freeman is in Driving Miss Daisy. Right. Um, So she went to check on a neighboring farm, and she goes in and she sees her neighbor dead on the floor. I thought that was her dad. No, no, no. His name is Dan. Oh, I thought it was dad. So he's he's been pecked to death. His eyes have been pucked out. That was a great scene. She also sees... Uh, windows that have been broken. There's a seagull like stuck in in a broken window. Yeah. So she's like, "Oh, my daughter's at the school, and windows are no good. You have to go bring her home." And so that's why Tippy Hedren goes and gets the younger sister from school. Right. But again, like you said, like there are all these birds outside. We have to get out of here. Let's go outside. You know. It made no sense to me. No and sense. Then, okay. So the the uh, and the birds <laughs> attack. Go out of their way, in my opinion, to yeah. attack the redheaded children. <laughs> There are three redheaded kids who get mauled and maimed in that scene, and I was very hurt by that. Every day, a redheaded kid is bullied by a seagull. Please donate five cents a day to make sure that the gingers in your neighborhood are well protected from gulls. The birds hurt me, Mommy. I know, Timmy. I sure wish people donated more to the Ginger Gull Awareness Fund. Why didn't we stay in Ireland, Mum? Your father, he was a cooper. He wanted to come here, and I had to listen. <laughs> That's a whole other movie in itself. Um, so, at any rate. Anyway, so the kids go outside, they get maimed, and then that takes them to the restaurant scene where the 20 people chime in with their opinions. And then that leads to another bird attack. And then. And then they get. That's the thing, though, I really loved mm-hmm. basically the last. Oh, man. The, the last final 20 minutes, minutes of the 20, movie. Yeah. The final. They're so well done. Yeah. The, they're the effects. so well done. And there's no music in yeah, this movie. In this entire movie, there's no music. Not a Great choice because, again, it, it he does a great job at just building that tension. And mm-hmm. so it's all sort of auditory clues of, oh, I can hear a bird in this scene. I can hear them squawking. Right. I can hear the wind blowing. I mean, that's the, you know, I don't like scary movies, but I love Alfred Hitchcock. It's suspense. Because it's not, it's a suspense movie. Right. It's not jump scares. It's not gore. Right. It's about suspense. And that to me is way more fun. Yes. Than being actually scared by, you know. It's like horror foreplay. I love that. Right. And that's what's the, a good suspense movie. Foreplay. is a horror film foreplay. Yep, that's exactly we, right. You take your time. You take your time and there's some payoff. So really quickly to wrap this up. Yes. uh, I really like this movie. I would totally watch it again. Yeah, me too. I I kind of want to buy it because we (laughs) we rented it. It's like three bucks on Amazon. We have it for another 12 hours. Yeah, I would totally watch it again. (laughs) 
I fucking love this movie. Like, uh, just because it is so ridiculous at some points that you just yell out, like, things. It's, like, the same way that Mystery Science Theater 3000 yes. guys would yell at old movies. Yeah. Mitchell! So it's like that, but then it's also, there's these total turns and surprises, things <clears throat> that you don't expect. Right. As well as the ending, which is completely unresolved, and, you like, there are no spoiler alerts for that because nothing happens. And I wish I'd, I'd dug a little bit deeper. I meant to watch or look up the actual the, there was another ending shot for the film. Really? I think it was it was written into one of the drafts of the screenplay, but Hitchcock ended up going with this one just uh-huh. to kind of leave it. Because, because and, and again, like I feel like that's a part of maybe a, a theme of the film is that it's unexplainable. There's nothing resolved, really, okay. except that they escape, but we never really know why the birds did what they did. And I think it ties into more of the psychological messaging of the film. Okay. I noticed yes. that the birds show up during very high-tension psychological moments with the characters. If you think about the seagull that slams into the front door mm-hmm. randomly because mm-hmm. the two women are talking about you know their love life and whatever, and th- then the seagull slams into a door. Right. Tippy Hedren, when she goes to get the little girl, she's worried about the mom figure who's like, oh, please go get my daughter. Right. And she's like chain smoking out on the bench. And then all these birds start to show up. You know, Interesting. So I, I, I hadn't like, even noticed right, that. So That's I feel kind like of the correlation. Are, right. I feel like they're during very psychologically disturbed moments in their psyche. That actually makes sense. Because when then the birds that come. matches up with the, with the diner scene. Yes. And it matches up with the scene. Yeah, that totally right. makes sense. Right. But and oddly enough, the bird It's text- like the reverse of an emotional support animal. Right. It's an emotional distress animal. Right. As soon as you're feeling distressed, they're going to make it worse. And apparently they're attracted to fire. So Apparently. Don't light your cigar on a tank of gasoline. Don't do that. Because it'll explode and then birds will come. Yeah. But take, the, take that from this think podcast. Think of the birds. Like, right. <laughs> what did Mary Poppins teach you? <laughs> to feed the birds. Yeah. Tuppence a bag. Yeah. Right. Exactly. That would have been a great song for this movie. Yes. So <laughs> I would say if you haven't seen this movie, it's not oh, terribly long. You should no. absolutely watch it. Yes. And like watch it with a friend because yeah. it's a fun movie. Yeah, it is. And it's it's like a, it's it's almost like going on a very, not like an out of control roller coaster. No. Because it's not quite that. It's, it's, it's calculated. Like, yeah, it's but calculated. some parts are a little bit off. But yeah, so, but there is, there's clearly some method to the madness. There's some brilliance in there. It's like a fun carnival ride. Right. You know. And it's it's uh, it doesn't take a lot of time, and it's fun. Yeah, and you'll be better for it. So. Great trivia, trivia. Let's hop into it and uh, cue trivia music. What do you think the birds were fed? Because the, there's a lot of birds standing around in this movie. Yes. Especially in the end, where Rod Taylor's like making what, his way. Yeah, getting through them. All the birds are just. They're super the chill. I thought yeah. they were just well trained. They were trained. fed a very specific diet of two things. Tuna? No. Oh. Chicken? That would mm. be awful. Something that makes you feel heavy. Uh, turkey? No. Oh. Stones? <laughs> <laughs> they were fed a steady diet of wheat and whiskey. It kept them very passive and just made them stand around a lot. So if you were full of bread and bourbon... You just, you wouldn't feel like flying. No. <laughs> that is so <laughs> fucked up and not safe for the birds. You're not supposed to feed uh, birds alcohol. Um, a guy named Mitch Zanuck was the owner of the Tides restaurant, which is where that 20-minute yes. scene happens. Uh, when Hitchcock was scouting locations, uh, 
he asked Zanuck, hey, can I use your restaurant for this movie? And he said, yes, on one condition. You have to name the main character after me, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to be in the movie. And I think he gets one line. Really? I think when they, when they, uh, when she comes in after she gets, after the seagull swipes or swoops at her, uh-huh. when she comes off the boat, I think he's got the line, oh, what happened? Yeah, I think oh, it's like a throwaway. Right. I remember that. Right, It right. was kind of like, it was one of those ones where you're like, that extra just went extra. <laughs> yeah, he's pulling focus. Yeah. Like, stop. Um, how many birds do you think were used in totality? Jesus, there were a lot. Mm-hmm. But then also, too, it was hard to tell the difference between the ones that were just standing there in a whiskey bread right. stupor right. versus the fake ones. <laughs> um, I don't know, 200? Mm-hmm. More? A lot more. <gasps> How many? We're in the thousands. What? Yeah. A thousand birds? In the thousands. How many? 3,200. Jesus wept Hitchcock said, for the birds. Hitchcock said that the ravens were the clever ones. Well, yeah, ravens are terrifying. And that the seagulls were actually really vicious. That also and I makes think sense. I think that that ties up when you see yeah. a lot of the movie. Uh, the, the seagulls in this are are being very violent. Yeah. So, but the ravens are way more calculated. Right. Exactly. Which, um, if you haven't watched the documentary "A Murder of Crows," that's that's fucking scary. Wait, what? There's a there's a documentary about this movie. No, no, no. About oh. crows. Oh, it's just about, just about crows, crows and how smart they are. Megan and I have both been chased yeah. by crows. Oh, yeah. No, there was a time that we and went camping fun. and they had figured out how to open up the sealable garbage can. Mm. One of them would stand on the door while the <laughs> other one hopped into the garbage can, got the garbage, came out, and then it, they would both release the door and fly away. Lunacy. They're so smart. Lunacy. And they recognize faces. Yeah. Which is terrifying. Yeah. Anyways. It's not fun. No. Um, the effects in this movie, um, how many different separate special effects do you think there are? I mean, okay, we've got the giant fire thing. Right. We've got birds. <laughs> this movie does have birds. This yes. movie does have birds. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I want I want to say like four, mm-hmm. like not that There's many. There's 370 different special effects Whoa. shots in this movie. The total edited composite of the film, yeah. the entire reel was edited together from 32 separate reels Jesus. that included the special effects. Wow. And they essentially invented this new technique of filmmaking because you you have the scenes where it's clearly like the kids are running down the street, mm-hmm. but then almost matted on top of that film composite is another film composite in which they, right. today we have green screen. Back yeah. then it was called SVP, yellow screen. Interesting. So they were able to take composites shot on the yellow screen background and then lay it on top mm-hmm. of the original film composite, which is how they sort of made that matted layered look because clearly they don't have 3,200 birds flying at actors in every scene. Right. Uh, but during those really manic, like the scene with the sparrows yeah. and the end scene that at totally the house. That totally makes sense. Right. So, uh, yeah, 32 separate composites made the final film reel. Interesting. Lastly, where do you think the special effects shots were filmed? They weren't filmed on the studio? No, not at Universal. Really? Mm-hmm. Not in San Francisco? No, at a very specific studio that is very well known for its animated films. I don't know. These Pixar? Were, these, were shot, these were shot at Disney. Really? Yeah. That's actually really <laughs> fucking funny that this horror movie is like shot at Disney. Right. That's really funny. <laughs> yeah, so all of the all of the special effects shots were shot at Disney. Mm-hmm. 
everything else was shot on Universal lot sound stages. Gotcha. Um, yeah, that's it for trivia. Okay. I do have one for you, though. Oh, okay. Suzanne Plachette, who plays the school teacher, yes. is tied to your favorite sitcom, which is Not I Friends. I have like four of them. It's Not Friends. Will and Grace? Yes. Okay. Suzanne Plachette, she yeah. was 25 when she was in this movie playing the school teacher. She's gorgeous. By, yeah. by the way, there's sexual tension oh between... Oh, my Lord. I was just like, Holy, all right. I was, wait, I was waiting for that something night, to drop. She, I was like, when she pulls out her nightgown, she's like, that's pretty. And even... It's better on my floor. <laughs> like, I was like, there needs to be some... Like, we're heading into a porno. No one told me, but The Birds is actually a softcore lesbian the, porn movie. The tete-a-tete in this movie, even though it's, uh, I guess, in a conventional film, would happen between... Between Rod Taylor and Tippi Hedren because yeah. they're the lead male and female actually happens more between Rod Taylor and his mom and so between uh, between Tippi Hedren and uh, Suzanne Plachette. I'm just like, I don't know who is fucking who. Oh, I, the only person and, that's safe is the daughter and she gets attacked and by birds. I had seen this movie before and even even I was like, oh my, wait, is there a lesbian love story that I forgot yeah. about in this movie? Like and I had to think for a second. they talk about the weird Oedipus thing between... Yeah, the, between Rod Taylor and... And uh, his mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, At any rate, okay. So, so anyhow, she is tied to Will and Grace. Yes, Please tell me it is who I think it is. Who do you think it is? I think it's the acting coach. No. Oh. She plays Grace's mom. No, she doesn't. Yes, that's her. No, she doesn't. Yes, that's Suzanne Plachette. That's not. That's very much her. Ben, <laughs> I need you to look at me and I need you to listen to what I'm saying. Okay. Grace's mom uh-huh. is played by Debbie Reynolds. Wait, no, no, no. So it's not, it's not Grace's mom. No. Then it's. Is it Will's mom? No. Oh, that's Blythe Danner. That's Blythe Danner. So who does she play? Like, I looked her up. I'm going to give you a second to find it because that made me furious. Don't she you plays, dare sully the plays, name of Debbie Reynolds. Okay. I would that's never not fucking in Debbie. a million years soil the name of the late great Debbie Reynolds. Oh, my God. So she plays. Oh, okay. So her, never mind. So her last name in Will and Grace is her character's name is Lois Whitley. Lois Whitley. Oh, yeah, Lois Whitley. Who's Lois Whitley? I believe, like, she's just a secondary character. She's just a side character oh. um, that comes in a couple of different episodes. Oh, okay. She's, like, I can't remember oh, who she is. Karen but she's Walker's like, mom. It's Karen's yes, mom, not Grace's Karen's mom. Karen's mom. Okay. I knew that she came. Interesting. I was like, Lois, yeah. that reminds yeah, me. Yeah, so of that's her. Yes. Interesting, Hi, like. Hi, you kiki. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, so anyway, she was 25 when she wow. was in the birds. Yeah, and again, like me discovering like Veronica Cartwright, who's an alien, which we'll have to watch. Uh huh. Um, yeah, it's a lot of really great. It's a great movie. It's, like, it's you so, definitely it's watch it. It's one of those ones where you could just, even if like you're not in the mood to watch a movie, yeah. or you're like, yeah, I don't want to get too invested in something. This isn't fucking Game of Thrones. Right. Like, you could throw it on any old time. I think so, and it's it's just a lot of fun, and it there is. are genuine moments of terror. Yes, in it. there um, are times that like you and I both just started screaming. Yeah. Like, Cause shit because came I out forgot, of nowhere. like I forgot about the gas explosion, the guy lighting on fire, the cars swerving in and out of control. I forgot about the twenty-minute ensemble scene where everyone has something to say also about too, birds. If you watch this, make sure that one person, their whole job is to yell birds randomly, because <laughs> that's what Ben did, and it scared the fucking shit out of the me. The first forty-five minutes of the movie are pretty. Like it's it's definitely a build. The movie takes its time. There's a lot you have to get through mm-hmm. to get to the first like big sort of event involving the birds. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Anyways, no, it's a fun movie. I highly recommend it. It's it's uh, in 2016. It was put in the National Film Registry for being historically historically significant. It is um, on a lot of it's in it's but, on a lot I mean, of top ten horror movie lists. If you're looking for the best Hitchcock horror movie, I absolutely think Rear Window is the Rear best. Window is amazing. Psycho for me, the original, not the Gus Van Sant shot for shot remake. Right. Um, Psycho for me was pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, I knew the ending when I saw it, so oh, that really? ruined it for me. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Did someone tell you? Yeah. God damn it. The same thing with Sixth Sense. Someone <clears throat> told me the ending, so I right. knew everything. Everyone's like, "Oh my god, what, the red stuff!" I'm like, <laughs> "Anyways." Anyways. Yeah. Here so we I are. think that's everything. That's it. Um, so we have a couple of options. For yes. like what we're gonna watch next. Yes, uh, we already like, have our our next horror movie lined up, which but is actually. I don't know if we're gonna watch that next though. No, no, I don't want to do two horror movies in a row. Right. So I think we're gonna try and switch it up a little bit, maybe into a different category. Rocket. Um, I'm going to put out some options on our Instagram page. So because like I haven't seen Blues Brothers, right. I haven't seen Alien, right. I haven't like there's so much that I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we all know this anyways, but um. So we've done so we've done horror. Uh-huh. What was the one before this? What what was episode one? Oh, face off. Oh, it was face off. So we've done action and we've done horror. So right. maybe we should go into either drama or comedy. Or romance. Or romance. Or all of it. Yeah. But we'll figure it out. Yeah. We'll we'll post some options. Be sure to vote and uh uh, and in order to vote, you have to follow us on Instagram. So be sure to do that. We are at So I Married a Cinephile. We're also on Twitter. It's Simac, S I M A C. And we are on Instagram, Facebook. Um, we also, too, are now on the Anchor app. Yes. We actually moved over from Pippa. Pippa, we love you. We will always think fondly of you. Always a place in our heart. Yes. But Anchor seemed like the right fit for what we wanted to do. We met the one. So. <laughs> So Anchor, uh, it's it's also, you can listen to it on Anchor. So yeah. we're here as well. And wherever you subscribe to your podcasts, be it uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Schmert. Um, Flort. Chairs, chairs, chairs. Dingo, dango, dango. Right. Mm-hmm. Kerflumpfen. Mm-hmm. Perfectus clump. Uh-huh. What, whatever, whatever other companies or uh, uh, websites you grab your podcast from, just be sure to subscribe, give us a like, and share with your friends because that's Please how this do. grows. So... Anyhow, thank you so much for listening. We'll be back uh, next week. Yeah, we'll be back back next week. Fantastic. And uh, we'll have some options for you on Instagram, so be sure to vote. Uh, Happy movie watching. Go watch The Birds this weekend, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye.